Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti Ecruel Dubai. Welcome back to Luck on Sunday and it's a very, very warm welcome to former champion jockey sitting to my left, Seb Sanders. Seb, it's great to see you. I haven't seen you for ages um, and just chatting before we came in here. You're riding out at Charlie Appleby's these days. Um, how much are you enjoying that? Yeah, it's great. I'm, I love it. Um, uh, it's give me, give me a reason to get up in the morning, perhaps for a start, but... Uh, you know, there's a great bunch of staff, and uh, for the three or four hours we were there, we we tend to have a good giggle. But uh, yeah. you know, riding nice horses, and as I say, the atmosphere is really good. Uh, lots to to obviously talk about because if we were if we're entirely honest, you sort of disappeared for a bit, and no one. Well, where's Seb, Seb Sanders gone? He's champion jockey. Um, what what sort of happened at the end of your your riding days? Ah, uh, things weren't going great. Um, I was really struggling with my weight, and uh, you know I'd give my body a good belt for 25 years, and uh, yeah, just to need to step back. And yeah. it took a while for me to realise that I should take a step back. I battled as hard as I could for for a while, and then a you know wife turned around and says, "Come on, you know, yeah. just take a step back, and yeah. if your body comes right, you can do whatever." But it's uh, as you can see. Uh, I got a bit of bloke this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be fair, it's a, it's a light bloat in comparison to some of us. So. Yeah, well, it's horrible. I ate it and I will get rid of it, but uh, I had to let my body just go. And, you know, we're sort of nearly three years down the line mm. and it's still not listening to me. And, you know, I work hard every day and whatever. And I'm, I'm not eating fish and chips and what sort. I still have my gin and tonics, um, but uh, yeah, body took a real good bashing for 25 years, yeah. and uh, uh, it's, it's took its toll a little bit. Is it, is it obviously uh, interesting you mentioned the weight because obviously at the end of the career there was that. It's, I mean, I, I was joking with you about wearing shoes today. Uh, there was that time that you went out on the race course without any boots, um, which attracted so much attention. Um, and obviously people were sort of, some people laughed about it, some people think, but it was obviously related to what you're talking about and, yeah. and the weight which yeah. you, were, you were struggling with. Yeah, it, it was just never end. I, was, I mean, I think I, I think I took about eight pound off already that day and sure. got stuck in traffic and had another pound to take off and just a nightmare. Uh, I thought... Uh, I thought, I thought they were a bit unfair on me a little bit because that was the best run that horse ran all year. <laughs> right. But I've, I've actually got the socks on that I wore the that day. The actual socks that you wore on that <laughs> They've been on a week if you want to touch them. That's <laughs> all right. It's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll pass for now. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk about, about some of the good times, Seb. Uh, champion jockey in 2007, that amazing battle yeah. with, with Jamie Spencer. I mean, do, you, do you still sit and reflect and reminisce? Um... It do in a way. I mean, it was a great achievement in the fact that you know we'd we'd rode 230 winners that year, 13 winners that <laughs> year, and we'd you know we, we tied on 190, and um, the last day was was you know basically what had been happening all season for for what happened on the last day was just immense. It was you know it was it was a great experience. I loved every minute of it. Um, but it was all a bit of a blur because you 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 know by the time you finish the days where you were already head down and you were back up the next day but I loved it I loved every minute of it but as I say it all was a bit of a blur by the last day yeah. where it, the last day seemed to last four six weeks yeah. you know because it was just 
uh, it, it was something I've always wanted to experience, that kind of uh, pressure, you know, yeah, that the, the most sportsmen get to yeah. do a, a Masters or a, or a Wimbledon final. And yeah. I got to experience it, and I, I thrived on it. I was just about to say, through that battle with, with Jamie, both of you obviously squaring up against each other, and you both seem to really embrace the challenge of it. And do, obviously any jockey in a chance of winning the championship, they all go for it. But you seem to relish the fact that you had the opportunity to, to have this experience. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the last sort of four or five weeks, I probably rode as well as I ever did. Um, and everything I sort of planned and did for that day seemed to, seemed to pay off. Um, you know, I... I can't explain it. It was, you know, I was, I was winning on horses that were probably I wouldn't have won on before. Uh, would it would it be fair to say that when you're in that sort of position, the instincts become so sharp, and your ability to make decisions and the right decisions in crucial moments are like no other time you ever experienced in your career? It's like I say about the pressure. You know, you know, some people rise to it and some people don't. You know, and. Um, the more the more pressure situation I got put in, the better I did. Um, and I'm not blowing me on trumpet, but you know that I was never ever phased of, of a big meeting or yeah. a big ride or anything. And to do it day in day out for the last four or five weeks, yeah. I mean, it was a great season. It was, but I think the last four or five weeks, I I don't think I ever rode any better. Yeah. How proud of yourself were you? Um, I, you know, I think, you know. As I say, uh, 213 winners in a season. Um, I think at the time there'd only been, I think uh, Frankie and Jason did it mm. one season, and and Mice Roberts, and then of course you've got to go back to Gordon yeah. Richards. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a feat in itself. Um, and of course, I mean, we, we had, you know, most races were were full up as well, so you weren't just yeah. riding against six or seven horses, <laughs> yeah. um, which is unfortunately what's happening at the moment, which is. You know, a different subject, but you know, it was, yeah. a, it was, you know, it was pretty much full field, so yeah. you had to be on your game. And what, what are your thoughts on the way the, the championship is decided now? Um, the start and finish, uh, I think they made a mistake. Um, the only thing I think they, they, they could have done to change it was um, maybe just have winners on the turf so that then you bring in Frankie. And then you get Ryan Morg involved, Andrea Razzini. Mm. Um, no disrespect to the jockeys that have been winning it, but to the what I think of the top top jockeys, it, you know, with the big races and yeah. and going abroad and and all that, it just defaces it a little bit. Fair enough. Uh, big race success. Uh, obviously, Group One wins. Your relationship with Sir Mark Prescott, uh, a great. Uh, people are already contacting you. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Sam, yeah. uh, the former champion jock. Yeah. Um, your relationship with Sir Mark Prescott. Yeah. Um, how much did you enjoy that? I loved the job. We, we did extremely well, and um, it was well organised. And you know, I got to ride some nice horses, and mm. we were extremely successful. I think if we look at the you know the strike rates, I think I don't think we ever dipped below thirty yeah. percent in the season, which is quite phenomenal, really. You know, in 15 years, you, um, you know, one in three won. Um, 
And yeah, it was it was a well-oiled team. Um, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed my time when I first started there with George. George was a great yeah. sort of, um, you know, guy to look up to, and and uh, I wouldn't say he took me under the wing. He was too miserable for that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he was a great guy to you know follow in the footsteps, and yeah. I learned a hell of a lot off George. Yeah. What what would be the the key things that you you got off George? I'd say his hardiness and his ruthlessness. Um, he was, he was a very determined man, and uh, I say you can say like he's dead. He's not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he was, you know, he was the ultimate professional for me, yeah. George. Um, you know, he was always on time, always well shaven, and all that, all that kind of lark. But uh, yeah. he was a great jockey too, real strong. Um, yeah, he was one of them jockeys. Who, if he got inside you. You knew you were in for a tough time. Yeah. Um, you weren't going to shake him off too easy. Um, but uh, a great guy to boot. And everyone loves Sir Mark Prescott. Loves hearing his stories. Loves uh, the, the 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 chat that uh, he often brings with him. What was he like to ride for during those years? He's pretty straightforward in the, in the fact that um, he'd have a plan with a horse, um, and you know it was just a case of going out and executing the orders. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, if 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 we executed the orders and the horse got beat, then that was fair enough, and it was it was quite easy to ride for him. When you say a plan, I mean, did he ever sort of explain to you, say, when you jumped on a horse and a handicap at Bath, stepping up in distance, saying, look, this has got tons in hand, or did he just let you do what you want to do without? I already knew how much I had in hand. I'd been riding it work, and I'd rode it, rode it as a two-year-old, you know. And you get you get some sort of feel for a horse. Um, obviously, I've read for for getting further. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, you know, it was just you know we had these big backward horses, and yeah. and you know everyone thinks it's you know we were we were being devious, but we weren't. We were those horses got real good experience as a two-year-old. And um, you know we didn't frighten them as two-year-olds, um, so I mean, and it wasn't against the rules. So you know we weren't we weren't going out there stopping them or giving them a run. Yeah. They just weren't capable. Um, and then it was just a case of patience and wait for them to come to hand at three. Yeah. And normally by the time they're running, when she's is June, everyone else's three-year-olds have had a shot, and they, they are what they are. And of course we had horses that were improving. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, when you when you break it up, you think, you know, it's actually quite a simple system. But yeah. to actually have the patience to execute it is pretty good. Uh, and there weren't just handicaps. Obviously, there were some very very good horses at the high end, the likes of Hooray, Confidential Lady. Yeah. Um, what 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 victories would have stood out for you during that during that period? I mean, I, I got a fair amount of abuse for um, Confidential Lady in the Pridian. And you got a piss <coughs> for that? Yeah, I got eight days, and yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I got carried away. I was doing my job, um, and you know, you can look at it from either side. But um, I'd say it was probably one of my best rides I ever gave a horse. Um, it was poetry. Um, I was, I was always looking for perfection, and I think I got quite close to it that day. What? Why? What was the thing that? It was. If, it was just the fact that you know we knew Germance had a, a a pacemaker. We were drawn on the inside, yeah. and I had the, the whistler Kieran Fallon on my on my on my left, and, yeah. and you know the the plan was to actually follow Germance, 
And when I jumped out, Kieran had got half length on me, and I just thought, well, if anyone can get out of a pocket, Kieran can, because Chantilly's not the easiest track to ride. Yeah. So, yeah, we followed Kieran and, <coughs> and um, Jim Ants, and, of course, we guaranteed the pace. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she took a bit of persuading to get going, and we knew she would. And, uh, <coughs> you know... Uh, you know, I regretted it afterwards, but, you know, at the time, heat in the moment, and, you know, we were in rhythm, and, you know, I just I just thought it was it was probably one of my finest hours. Well, uh, it's interesting to hear you say that, because, of course, you had quite a few to choose from, mm. uh, and a lot of people would immediately have gone to the Oaks, uh, and the success of Look Here, and thought, well, that might be a success that Seb might look back on most fondly. Yeah, well, I mean, I, when I rode her in the trial, I, I made an absolute hash. I made a schoolboy error down the hill. Um, but I wouldn't have won anyway because they went so slow in the trial. But she gave me some feel. Um, when I went to Epsom, I was really confident. Really? Really confident. And she was quite a gassy type. Um, so winning the race for me was getting, in, getting her to post in one piece <laughs> and then the first four furlongs up the hill just to have her relaxed and in her rhythm. And I knew, uh, I knew sort of seven furlongs out that, you know, it was going to take a real good one to be here. Yeah. I had most of my dangers in front of me. Um, I went a little bit wider than I wanted to, but it was just the way the race was developing. But, my Christ, she just, she gave me some feel in the straight. She's, she's a really good filly. And a British classic. Yes. How much did that mean to you? Uh, I didn't get many goes at it. <clears throat> you know, I finished second. I, I, I finished second in the English Guineas and 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 played and third in the the two thousand Guineas. And I've rode I've rode three classic winners, and I think I only had fifteen rides in classics. And I had a, a bunch of places as well. So you know, my 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 record in in those big races were pretty decent. My producer is saying that he backed you when you won on Bachelor Duke. And he, yeah. he wants to rush out and thank you later on. <laughs> Gin and tonic, is it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Double. <laughs> what, what, about, what about the memories of, of Bachelor Duke and the Irish Guinea? Bachelor Duke, um, he was a phenomenal worker in the morning. And to be honest, when we went to the, the English Guineas, um, uh, we'd missed the prep race. And so we ran there, off the, uh, you know, without, without the prep. And... <clears throat> He travelled beautifully into the dip, yeah. and I had haft in my sights, and you know, he just lacked that race fitness, and you know, he, I wouldn't say he got tired, I mean we finished in the bunch, yeah. and we weren't beat that far, um, and then uh, we weren't sure where we were going to go, and he did this one piece of work one morning which was just mind-blowing, and um, you know, we went, we went to Ireland you know, knowing we'd hit the board, but we yeah. had, we had, you know, there was probably, you know, there was Asimov, Grey Swallow, and Grey Swallow of uh, Dermot's, and uh, we knew we had them to beat, and we knew we had to, we had to run to about 118, 119, yeah. and his work 10 days before was, was there, um, so <coughs> Mick always thinks I caught him flat-footed, but <laughs> nah. <laughs> it was my day, um, but yeah, you know, it was a it was a decent Guineas, and yeah. he was an exceptional horse. What were the other victories in your career that that stood out for you? I mean, you've mentioned Confidential Lady as 
being poetry. Mm. Look here, obviously, a, a, a British classic success, Bachelor Duke. What are the other ones that you, you, you really savoured? Um, I loved the Stewards' Cup on Pivotal Point. Um, you know, long-time supporter, Peter Macon, and I loved riding for him. Uh, we never had a bad word, and uh, winning that for him was great. I mean, we won, won the Diamond after that, the Group 2 at Ascot. Yeah. The first time that six, uh, six furlong had been run round the bend, which caused lots of chaos. Yeah. I think I killed about six. I was drawn wide <laughs> outside and I managed to get slotted in fourth, fifth, which really annoyed a few people. Yeah. There was a few screaming and shouting, and, <laughs> and once they'd finished giving me a good rollick, in the, he said, Give me a pat on the back. I said, Oh, well done. I said, Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, he was a lovely horse, and you know, winning the Stewards' Cup, I thought, you know, that was great. And, you know, I won some, some of the handicaps were. I yeah. think are tougher to win. Yeah. Um, but I'd be fortunate enough I won Wokingham, Air Gold Cup, a plate, you know, November handicap. Uh, I could go on, but yeah, you know, yeah. winning, winning those, yeah. you've got to be so aware of what's around you. Yeah, amazing. We've, on, on the list that, that we'd produced of some of the horses that we see, there's Bahamian Pirate, for example, yeah. in the Nunthorpe. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, a, a horse that had real longevity mm. through his whole career. I think he was 10 or 11. Um, I must admit, I, I thought halfway, everything, all the chances had gone, and um, I actually sort of, I probably give him half a breather halfway because you know they just thought the chance had gone, and all of a sudden the race started falling into my yeah. hands, and yeah, it, it was great, right? You know, because it, it was a spare. Um, I, I was lucky enough; I won the three major group ones. You know, I won the, I won the Nunthorpe, and then July Cup, Compton Place, and. Kingsgate native won the uh, Jubilee, and uh, two of them were spares, really. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, Dandy's unfortunately not, not not with us anymore, but um, I used to get on some real good spares for Dandy. Yeah. And he, of course, he'd have four or five in a race, and I don't think even he knew which one would run the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he was he was great at rejuvenating them sprinters. The Compton Place was again. In, in the July, he's a really talented horse that was underrated when he won the race <coughs> back in was it more than 20 years ago. When you, you've got to remember, at two, we finished second in the Jim Crack, yeah. second in the Flying Childers, and his um, first run as a three year old was in a listed race at Kempton, the old Kempton up the, up the middle, the old yeah. six furlong shoot. And um, they broke the track record. Um, I think, I'm trying to think, I can't remember who beat me, but. Uh, he beat me a short head and we broke the track record yeah. and um, um, he went to the King's Stand it was soft ground and he hated soft ground so but we needed another run into him so James ran him in the in the King's Stand yeah. and um, actually when we went to the July Cup it was the first time we were going to hold him up right and I half expected the the massive improvement okay. but we had a certain horse in the race called Royal Academy yeah who was Virtually unbeatable, um, but uh, yeah, if you if you if, if you ever watch watch the replay of the race, he's just he's just cantering all the way through the race. Well, we're going to do just that. Are uh, you? Oh my yeah. God, I've watched this for a few years. There you are on the right. There's royal applause on the left. The Barry Hills runner in the uh, Mactoom, uh, Al Mactoom colours. Well, the race is over. Yeah, um, I, I, I really didn't need to be as hard on him as I was, but I hadn't won a Group One, so uh, I, I sort of. <laughs> Made sure to be sure, but uh, he was an exceptional horse. I mean, the distance back to the third horse for a sprint is, is exceptional, especially on fast ground. Yeah. You know, if 
if if he hadn't been in the race, they'd have been talking of Royal Academy as one of the best sprinters mm. in the decade, if not, you know, for a good while anyway. You, you remember a lot of these things, uh, a lot of the incidents we mentioned, Confidential Lady, uh, Bohemian Pirate, Bachelor, you remember all those stories so, so vividly. Yeah. Yet you say that the championship was a, was a blur. I couldn't tell you what I rode. I can't even remember the name of the horse I rode for, uh, for Alan McCabe and, and Paul Dixon in the, the last race Don I, at Doncaster. But uh, what happened in that race, then probably <laughs> the whole season, um, you know, there's, yeah. you know, from from accepting I was going to finish second, then yeah. watching Eddie Hearn do his flying dismount, yeah. and uh, <laughs> then the horse sort of capitulating into me and shoving me up the rail, and uh, I'm pulling up, yeah. and Mickey's actually riding out for us now at uh, Godolphin. Mickey oh, right. Fenton come up to me and he went, "Cool," he said, "That was bad luck." He said. You, you would have won that if that horse hadn't hit you, and I couldn't see uh, see what was happening. Yeah. So, you know, actually, when I was cantering by, I didn't know whether I'd won or not. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, it was the most extraordinary day. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about the end of your career because you're a champion jockey, so yeah. you know, you, you've won Group One winners, a classic winning jockey. Yeah. The end of your career, there was no fanfare about Seb Sanders retiring. No. Do you feel that that's a, a, a something that you regret? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, you know, in, in racing, you make you make a lot of friends, a lot of enemies. Um, but you know, I would never socialise with anybody in racing. I, I turn up, done my job. I think I did it to a, a fairly, you know, you know, a fairly high ability. Um, but you know, I I needed my space outside of racing, and I didn't want that. I didn't want that fanfare, to be honest. Um, you know, it's always nice people patting you on the back, but you know, I was, I, you know, I, it didn't end the way I wanted to end. Um, because I just think I had a lot of things going on at home, and um, a lot of things went wrong on the track, and not not riding wise, but you know, people sort of had different opinions, and it just I, I just felt that you know, walk away and you know, carry on and try and work out what the next chapter is and it took me a fair while to work it out. Did you feel that you had the support during that time uh, when you were trying to work out what was best for you and what was next for you? I was more worried about what was going on at home and, and um, you know, yeah, I hadn't seen my daughter. You know, my daughter was 13 years old. I'm, I wouldn't say I didn't know her, but I hadn't done the sports day. I hadn't done all that kind of stuff. And that bothered me. That bothered me a lot. Um, I did the sports day, and uh, I managed to have Kieran Dyer on my relay team, which was quite <laughs> interesting. I'd never seen a man run so fast in my life. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, all them sort of things, and you, you just wonder why you'd done all that, and you'd not spent, you know, spent all that time with your family, and that, that, that bothered me a lot. And you know, my wife, you know, there one sort of really knows that she had a she got the illness and uh, it completely changed our life. Um, you know, we get along with it now and she battles hard but uh, you know, she's uh, she's a tough girl. Well, it's, it sounds like a tough family, so I mean <laughs> I, I, your experiences in racing, how has that helped you cope with experiences outside of the sport? 
Um, didn't really. Just, did, does it not? Didn't, you know, you've got to learn as you go along. Um, you know, so, uh, difficult question to answer really because, you know, unless you're actually in the situation, you don't know how you're going to react. Um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, one of those things. You you always, you know, read about these disaster stories and whatever, and then all of a sudden you're in, in the middle of one and, and uh, yeah, you don't know how you react. You've just got to carry on with life. It's, 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 it's saying it so much easier than actually executing it in real life. Well, you don't actually know how much it affects you and, until something happens, and then you go, whoa, you know, this is... You know, this is affecting you more than you think. Um, I can't say it affected my weight or anything like that, but, uh, um, you know, I don't know if it was subconscious or whatever, but, you know, it was, it was tough to deal with. Hmm. So when you look back on your career, champion jockeys have said you've won so many great races. Is there anything that you would look back on and say, I'd have done that differently? Is there something about... I could say that about every week. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, if, if I got beat a short head, it, it, would, it would absolutely really? drive me nuts. You know, I didn't make many mistakes, but they lived with me for a week or two, you know, and, and you know, that's how I got to the level, because I didn't make the, that same mistake twice. Um, and it drove me mad when I made a mistake. Mm. Um, you know, I'll, when... When I was in the way, Ryan was pretty much the same. You know, when he, you, you could tell, you, even when he rode a winner, if he'd have made a mistake, he yeah. weren't going to make that same mistake twice. Um, I think all the best sportsmen are the same. Um, are, are you are you happy now? Am I happy? Out, yeah, riding out of Charlie's, is that giving you satisfaction? It gave, it gave me back a big mojo. Um, I have, <laughs> the, the banter's quite brutal. Uh, it's not for the faint-hearted, but uh, yeah, I love it. I love it, and you know, they're, they're, they're a great bunch of staff. Mm. And uh, you know, uh, you know, to be to be going in there and riding nice horses, and as I say, wow, you get some stick. <laughs> Socks get mentioned every other week, I think. Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by Albastia Cruel Dubai.